Well, good afternoon. Here we go. We're starting a fresh work week. All president accounted for. Have there been cutbacks in the interim while I was away? Just checking because I, I'm only going to be here for half the show. Well, you know what? Uh, I kind of am too. So uh, we're going to meet in the middle. You heard me, lady. Anyway, you know what's interesting? Because while I was away on Friday, and thanks to Peter Sherman for filling in, but I was sitting there kicking myself going, damn, of all the days to take off, this is one where you kind of surf it. Just surf the popular sentiment, whether or not it's for or again the move. Uh, But you know what? The weekend has really not just uh, taken... No air out of that balloon. There's still much to be addressed, and we will do though do so uh, this afternoon. A great day for talk radio, but some people are uh, whining and moaning and all the rest because they think that uh, Doug Ford is showing dictatorial powers, and uh, so they're not too happy about it. I'm reading all this from uh, various and sundry. David Miller, Toronto should take province to court over Ford's plan to slash city council. He's outraged. You have to stand up to this kind of thing or the province will be running the city, he says. The election started May 1. If the city doesn't show backbone and leadership to deal with this political crisis, how's it going to deal with other challenges facing the city like transportation, pedestrian safety, gun violence, environmental challenges, hope for young people? It needs to show that it's going to fight. Same way he fought for the people back there during the garbage strike. And when was that? Yeah, okay. Kind of totally crater. Well, yeah, totally crater 39-day strike. So we don't need to take our cues from David Miller. He's so 2009. However, uh, yet you've got other people who are aspiring to be candidates saying that really this is going to hamper diversity in the city and being uh, a city with so much diversity and uh again they need to have more of a reflective council and with cutting the number from 47 down to 25 will make that uh a tougher goal to achieve which is kind of curious to me because if the objective is diversity then put in term limits churn get people out of there i was looking at the wards and uh the various makeup of the current council And they're talking about, you know, the need to reflect diversity. Well, it's in these (laughs) certain wards, uh, like 43, Scarborough East, Paul Ainsley. Uh, You got Trinity Spadina, a lot of visible minorities. Joe Cressy. Uh, What do we got? Toronto Danforth, Paula Fletcher. Okay. Uh, St. Paul's, Josh Madlow. Parkdale High Park, Gord Perks. They're all middle-aged white guys. If you want diversity, that's what you do. You have term limits. And that will ensure when there's enough churn or turnover, uh, more people are going to get their chance. It's not that Doug Ford has decided unilaterally that he's going to cut council from 47 down to 25. But this, of course, is the crap storm that's ensued over the last 72 hours and counting. And uh, we're going to pick up on that as one of the principal talking points on this, the Monday edition of the Oakley Show. You know, the mayor was explaining why he takes issue with the cuts earlier today. The issue here is that in any normal circumstance, there would have been consultation not just with the mayor, but with the public and with uh, other people to actually sort of talk about something that fundamentally changes uh, the governance structure of this city. And that is what I've taken issue with and will continue to do so. What there is virtual unanimity on is that this is a flawed process, a deeply flawed process where something is being jammed on the city of Toronto and that is wrong and that continues to be wrong. It was wrong on Friday, it's wrong today and it will be wrong tomorrow. All right. Well, you had 11 councillors who came out in favor of it, though. <laughs> Don't they represent something? 
And so this is where we find ourselves, uh, kind of a standoff. But the mayor did go on to say uh, he's advocating for a referendum on the matter. I believe that the suggestion that I have made, that we should have a referendum and put the legislation on pause while we seek the views of the people, and that will be accompanied, of course, by a very full debate, is the right way to go about this. So at least the views of the people are heard and hopefully taken into account, whatever those views may be, uh, before we move ahead with this change. All right. Has he not been paying attention? Everything is all about consulting, and we get mired in this incessant talk and just, well, that's all Tory's good at is talk. I mean, that's his whole mark in trade. Another consultation. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss this matter. It's finally refreshing. I don't know where you sit or where you stand, but from where I look at the matter, I'm just, maybe it's the appetite for a needed change and if it has to happen unilaterally by somebody in a position to do so i'm okay with that i'm down with that because it's not unprecedented it's happened with other parties in power we know with the gas plant cancellation for example there had been signs up my folks their own neighborhood out there in east oakville they protested against and uh anyway that became a big cause celeb and the liberals went ahead with it despite a lot of people feeling that the price was exorbitant. So this, this is where we get into uh, whoever has the authority to do so will wield that power. Otherwise, what the hell good is power? Maybe the mayor has just been feckless too long. He wouldn't know if he... In fact, this is something that I've got a sneaking suspicion that maybe the mayor is in on something here, and uh, I can't verify or confirm. It's just wild speculation. I'll go with that much. But if he were given more power in, say, a system more akin to the American system where mayors do wield more power than our mayor. He's just one counselor, effectively. But in that system, uh, John Tory would be the beneficiary, and with 25 counselors, why wouldn't he favor something like that? So maybe that would accrue to his benefit. But again, he's going through this uh, positioning statement that we need a referendum, and the process has been abused, and the election has already been called. And the fact that people somehow that uh, feel they're putting their hat in the ring for the first time, they're going to be shortchanged on this. Well, you're getting shortchanged anyway because incumbents, they never lose. I think in the 2014 election, only one. Wasn't it Sandra Bussin in the uh, beaches, East York? That was the only turnover. So they have an inordinate amount of inf- put term limits in, in, in effect. Maybe Doug Ford should do that next. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a bold move? But I'm just wondering how you feel about it after you've had a weekend to chew down on it and what has been said back and forth. And uh, look, Andrea Horvath, I saw her Friday out in front of the the city hall uh, with these people protesting. I always love because, you know, uh, when you do the tight shot, wow, geez, it looks like a real crew there gathered. There are a lot of people outraged. Then the camera pans back, you know, this bird in the sky view. Or somewhere, I don't know, I guess it's the uh, <laughs> the drone that pulls away and you see two dozen people. Uh, but this is where Andrea Horvath got into it. A heated exchange between her and Doug Ford during question period earlier today at Queen's Park. With 47 people, it would be dysfunctional. Thoughts. Nothing gets done at City Hall. There's gridlock on our streets, and there's gridlock at City Hall. Why is this Premier trying to rig local election speaker? Just to put more power in his own hands? 
The number of councillors that Toronto needs to serve the people of this city is a decision that belongs to the people of this city. Mr. Speaker, the Leader of Opposition wouldn't know what it is to serve the people of Toronto because you've never done it. All right, and so they go at it, hammer and tong, and uh, that's not going to dissipate anytime soon. That Andrea Horvath somehow feels that uh, this is the machinations, the Machiavellian way that uh, Doug Ford is moving here is to uh, kneecap Toronto. Really, you'll still have representation, 25 wards. It's pretty heady. Uh, I think it could be done. Well, they're saying there won't be proper representation because right now on a per capita basis, one council represents about 60,000 constituents. And this is going to water it down to a point where they're going to have to represent over 100,000 constituents, one councillor. And they'll be running all over the place like chickens with their head cut off because they won't know how to service them so adequately as they're doing now. Pause for effect. So this is where... I'm sorry, I just don't find any sympathy in my head or heart to suggest that this is the wrong move to make. Process or whatever else, uh, it was necessary. There's an appetite for this. I believe, from people with whom I've conversed, they're happy for the move. Are they wrong? It's just those who are perhaps, you know, the centralized city that really didn't break Ford's way when he was, uh, I guess, running here. And uh, it's also been mired in a lot of counselors on the left. They're afraid they're going to lose their gigs. Or just the animus towards Ford in general. And now that he's the big dog, uh, they're not happy with that scenario. Still going to have a democratic process. But look, if the argument then make it the converse argument, if 47 counselors down to 25, uh, like you needed 47, then why not 97? You know, you take it in that direction, too. That's how extreme and silly the argument gets. What's the appropriate number? It's almost arbitrary. This 47 thing. Uh, OK, over time, well, it was 44 and then it got extended to 47 because it's a new wards coming into play. But honestly, uh, it can be done. This is the efficiencies he promised that he was going to tackle. Totally within his wherewithal to do so. Do you have a problem with that? And by the way, there's a two-part question here. I'll open the lines, and then we'll talk about some transit issues that are beguiling the city with the Bombardier contract and Metrolinks handling the Presto cards. Big leakage. We're paying big money. Uh, maybe that's something else that should be on the Premier's plate. Now, here's uh, the question, though. Whether or not you would support legal action to stop Ford's plans to cut counsel because they tabled a bill or are about to this afternoon, and then, uh, as well, do you feel that this will compromise representation in the city of Toronto? 